What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Wayward World Podcast. I'm Sid, and join me today is video producer, content creator, actor. Uh, what else does he do? Broadcast major. Like he, he, he only does everything. Reed Vido. How's it going, sir? It's going good. Yeah, I, I guess I do everything according to you. Yeah, I mean, like uh, you, you do a, a lot of things efficiently. So it was kind of hard to like, like put you in a specific box, even though I asked you early on, like, hey, what do you do exactly? <laughs> oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that. You know, it's, you know, I don't know about how well I do all these things, but sometimes a blessing and a curse wanting to do so many things is it's like, especially with me with like ADHD, it's like, what do I focus on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't put, don't sell yourself short. I've seen your stuff. Like I, yeah. you, you were, I guess you were technically my senior, even though we're probably like the same age. How old are you? If that's not a rude question to ask. Oh, I don't know. oh, oh that's fine. I'm 29, almost 29. Okay. Gotcha. I'm I'm 27, so I'll be 28 in June. Okay, so yeah, you see, I'm older than you, and I, yeah. but you were technically my senior, like in college. Yeah. You were just a little rough guy. I was messing on back in college. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> that's it totally, was. That was totally us. All right. Well, Reed, um, you got some significance here. Um, Talina Lane is your fiance mm-hmm. and now we got you on here. So now you get to talk about yourself and who you are, what you do and how we met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Let's see. I mean, so Talina was my fiance, was my fiance, is my fiance. And she <laughs> no. was on this show. Oh, she's not going to like that. She's not going <laughs> to like that at all. Delete, delete, was... delete this. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, and like we met at Gonzaga, which is like where I met you over in Spokane and like doing theater, things like that. And theater has been a huge part of me growing up, just kind of acting, performing, things like that. Um, you know, back young age where I was unironically watching uh cats the musical on like a vhs that we had and i thought that was like cool before i realized everyone made fun of it um but yeah i mean what else i also liked making videos as a little kid which i feel kind of like led me into theater but also to where i am now like as a video producer and and i mean that's what i studied when i was in college was broadcast journalism Mm -hmm. although it was like more focused at the time on like you know, TV journalism, like becoming like a newscaster kind of thing. But I knew I was more interested in like the creative, like almost like scripted content, Mm. you know, producing stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. What else did you want me to say? What what did you ask me? I mean, like, I guess how we met, but like we met kind of like in college. Do you remember the first show that we did? I mean... It's funny, and I say this for a lot of people, including Talina, who I'm engaged with. Mm-hmm. I don't remember meeting you. You okay. know, it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, you came in a few years after me, but it was just sort of like, especially in the theater community at Gonzaga, it's just sort of like everyone just sort of like meshes and knows each other. That's like, I hardly remember ever like first meeting people, but was the first show we would have been a part of Jesus Christ Superstar? You're right. That was the okay. first show. So you, you got it right, even though you don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, um, like, I guess we just kind of connected to the theater. Um, there wasn't really like a, a moment where we were like, oh, yeah, like we're chill type of thing. Like, I think mm-hmm. just over time, like as the more times we got to meet each other and it's kind of like 
I don't know. Like, it's kind of like coworkers or people in the office. Like you kind of, you don't know that moment when you start like being friendly with them, but you bond over the thing that you're working on together first. And then from there you find other things Mm -hmm. to kind of talk about. Like, I remember actually before coming on this podcast today, I was kind of reminiscing and thinking about our time at GU, specifically you and I, and I do have a very specific memory during JCS um, and I think it was during Tech Week. And I remember like, for some reason, you and I were talking, they had just released a uh, photo of what Jared Leto was going to look like as the Joker for oh. the 2016 Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And I remember, for some reason, you and I were talking about that. And I was saying like, oh, I kind of liked it. And you like, didn't like it. I um, still don't. <laughs> well, no, I, I you were right. <laughs> you called it. I was like, oh, this looks like an interesting take. Yeah. But that was just one of those things. I was like, oh, I just weirdly remember talking about that with you yeah i don't think it was jcs because jcs was 2014 um but they must have shown like a 24 no jcs performed in spring of 2015 so maybe it was like yeah it doesn't matter so maybe it's something else but yeah okay yeah at least that was just one of those small random memories i have well that's that's really nice Uh, at least it wasn't something like embarrassing like you're gonna i don't know because like i definitely probably did something embarrassing freshman and sophomore year i can't remember freshman and sophomore or junior year too much i think we should all forget who we were and how we acted when we were freshmen and sophomore in college because those were always just awkward times yeah uh senior year like well second senior year because i had to say an extra year was definitely mm. uh a high with like the shows like the doxy's god and um like other projects because 2019 was a good year for me totally um but you did say something interesting about the cats VHS tape. Are That's you talking right. about the one like from the nineties? Yeah. Like it was a filmed version of cats, but it was kind of like they took the live show and filmed it not with an audience, but like, you know, filmed it on the stage and almost like a live performance of yeah. it with like the actors and makeup, not the crazy CGI from the 2019 movie. Yeah. That, that movie actually like that, that video of cats was one, my first exposure to theater. I'll tell you why that was my first exposure to theater, (laughs) but it also traumatized me because that trailer specifically, and I mentioned this on my TikTok, like uh, the TikTok for the channel, Wayward World Podcast, um, they would play it before Barney, like the dinosaur, like when I was a toddler, every time they played that trailer. And I was just like, why are you like in my brain? I was just like, I have no idea what I was seeing. (laughs) <laughs> you know like i feel like i was being <laughs> like, this like, is just on like pbs or whatever they're like no it was on a commercial for cats like it was on a vhs barney tape you know like oh just, okay just look just look it up online like that trailer like and they played a bunch of scenes from that show on like this barney vhs and i had no idea what it was but it like freaked me out a little bit like it didn't scare me but it was just like i remember it like it, the images are all like burned in my brain of exactly yeah. that trailer and that's how i realized that cats like later on in my life like cats was a musical <laughs> so that's like your joker origin story right there yeah it traumatized you yeah i mean like cats like when has cats not traumatized anybody you know <laughs> no that's fair i yeah i grew up in a weird bubble where i'm like oh yeah cats is cats but like i never was like i took it for what it was and just like yeah i liked it and then actually i performed in cats in middle school <laughs> and like you know at the time i was like yeah whatever but oh then looking God. back and i was like that's like really bold that like kudos to my uh middle school drama yes. teacher at the time adam often he's moved on to like 
high school and stuff. He does, you know, great work. But I was like, kudos to him for like having basically the balls to do cats at was middle it, school. Was it like cats junior? Because like there's no. some oh wow, it was the full thing, huh? It was full blown <laughs> feline everything. And and it's funny, like my mom was like the choreographer for it and stuff like that. She oh. did all the choreography for like the middle school shows I was in. Cause like the the Jellicle ball, man, that's um that's a it scene. But that's it doesn't have to be so sexual the way like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't know. have to be, but just naturally I think goes that way. And it's yeah. probably like adults doing it and not kids. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting show for kids to do, that's for sure. Yeah, but it shaped me. I'm the man I am today. Yeah. And who are you, the, like the man of today? Like after you graduated college, like what, what, what have you been up to afterwards? Oh, let's see. I mean, after I graduated, um, I actually went to L.A. for a few months because I went to the Stella Adler Art of Acting Studio down there Ooh. to try to like get acting to try and everything. You know who else yeah. was in that school? Who? Tommy Wiseau. No, he wasn't really. Yeah, yeah, that that's I think I think that was the school he went to in LA. Like they did it, like they showed it in the disaster artist. That's right. Where he's doing his uh Stella scene. Yeah. Really? Huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel honored. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I did that. And actually I really liked the school and everything, but I think uh, coming from Seattle, which is where I am now, I was kind of had that thought of like, eh, the, the LA actor vibe and kind of like the, the, that struggle at the time didn't seem like super appealing to me mm-hmm. and I think kind of like you know especially college where you're so like comforted and like you know sheltered in a way mm-hmm. and then being thrown into that I think I just wasn't quite ready for it so I was like oh, I should just go back to Seattle that's kind of where I'm from and know things slash I also knew I kind of had this passion for like video production and like kind of that sort of thing so came back and then got jobs like I worked at uh, Microsoft here creating internal videos for them doing some editing some shooting and then kind of doing a number of different roles there wearing several different hats and then moved on and then now where I am now I'm a video producer for this company called Red Element here in Seattle where we kind of you know produce short-term videos for a lot of like nonprofits. but honestly anybody who's looking for a video you know we do a lot of like online social media kind of videos, trailers, promos, things like that, or like docu-style case study type videos. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's allowed me to travel around, things like that. Um, I'm I'm actually coming to Spokane in a week or so to shoot a video. Yeah. So, I mean, if I have time to hang out or whatever, I'll definitely hit you up. Uh, We'll have to see, definitely. I'm I'm working. I work now. I have a Monday through Friday job. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Like You, You should probably quit. Um, you know, we talked about, uh, like changing careers in the last episode. So like, um, I do why I, while I do like where I'm at, I definitely like, uh, I'm looking for, it's time to grow into finding some new opportunities elsewhere, but I, mm-hmm. I do like where I'm at. Like, yeah, so, so far, I just, where are you at right now? I'm a receptionist. Over okay. At, I think, okay. I've seen you talk about that on like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely a, a lot, a very cushy job. I got it initially because like back when I was doing theater, like it was ideal to like, you know, work in the day and yeah, your evenings free. Yeah. Yeah. Like essentially it would have been perfect in college, I guess, if I wasn't the yeah. college part of it wasn't there, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, it's, but now I don't do theater. So like my evenings have like changed <laughs> and right. with the pandemic and everything. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to find new opportunities now. So, uh, 
it's funny you brought it up. <laughs> well, what are you thinking of wanting to go and do next or to grow I, and expand? Ideally, I would like to do more like production stuff, you know, like I really enjoy doing this show. I've done all the graphics, uh, cut a few trailers for the show, um, edit, produce, market, um, manage social media. Like I've done everything for this. Like I'm even planning to get like a grant for the show nice. um, from Spokane like saga like spoken art grand awards which i did get last time for a theater project so nice. i'm just gonna get it for this show to so i can get a computer <laughs> uh, did you create like the opening graphics for this for the youtube version i did oh nice that, yeah. that's, i was looking at it again today that's really well done nice. yeah a lot of it was like assets from like um like a video asset place called motion array and i just cut sure. everything together but like i designed the logos um the music was uh, made by Clever Space Plants, good friends of mine, queer uh, a queer band in Ohio, Diego oh, and nice. Jaden. Yeah, they uh, I commissioned the piece and uh, they made it for me. So everything there, I made that too. <laughs> nice, cool. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> no, keep um, on it. I mean, like I said, I feel like watching your stuff that I've seen so far, like you're definitely killing it, and you have the the whole vibe down for sure. So. I'm trying, man. I mean, like we're almost like, I don't know by the time of this episode where we'll be at, but like we're reaching a hundred episodes of like, like 100 pieces of content, really. It's not a hundred mm -hmm. episodes of the rewind or anything, but like just everything in the last two years, like there's almost a hundred of it. And it's like, Ooh, that's crazy to be <laughs> yeah. as consistent as I've been. Totally. But um, this show isn't about me. It's about you, Reed. Um, before okay, we get fine. into like, <laughs> before we get into like um, someone or something you're thankful for, not to spoil it for the wayward artists out there, but since you're not talking about Talina, uh, tell me, tell me about Talina. Tell me from your perspective about Talina and your reaction to our episode because you did you did listen to mm -hmm. it. You know, first of all, I feel like she's gonna get mad at me that I don't talk about her for this entire episode <laughs> the way she talked about me. Yeah. Um, but I mean it goes both ways obviously and like I don't know I mean so we've been together for six years I think it'll be yeah I, I, it'll be six years um she's like gonna murder you dude like you don't know all this basic stuff about your fiance well, but it's also one of those things where it's like we've been together so long that it's kind of like you just don't really think about it it's sort of like this is how life is you know yeah. like you don't think about what it was like before what it's gonna be you're just sort of like in the moment with it all yeah, that's um, a good excuse, Reid. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Yeah. Uh, no, she's incredible. I mean, I do think, and, you know, I've, I've told her this many times, but like, um, she gives me huge purpose in my life and, you know, makes me feel like being her partner and loving her is what I'm meant to do. You know, a lot of people you ask, like, oh, I'm, what's the thing you want to do? Like, or you're meant to do, like, oh, I want to, you know, build buildings or I want to like create coding for websites. Like that's what I want to do. But like for me, it's like, no, I think my job in life and like my role is to like be her and be her partner and like, just like work on life together and just like exist. Cause yeah, she, she gives me a safe place where I can really be myself. And I really hope that I can do the same for her. Just like a place where like, doesn't have to worry about anything. She can be like her full self just you know peel back all the layers because she certainly does that for me mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it's it, it's almost just hard to to put into words you know yeah um but yeah that's my main thing is that she gives me purpose of like 
being her lover and her partner is like I feel like what I'm meant to do mm-hmm. and everything else that I do like the video producing it's just sort of like icing on the cake or just little fun hobbies in a way yeah I mean like it's so good that you have someone like that in your life I mean like I think having a person in your life that will help you grow like only makes your other parts of your life better mm-hmm. you know um we'll be talking oh, yeah, she, about oh go oh, ahead oh I was gonna say speaking of growing I mean she definitely challenges me It's not like we don't always agree on everything, but like everything she challenges me on, I always like, you know, find a way to kind of like think differently or, you know, and and I think we, I've done the same for her. I've I've seen both of us over the past six, seven years, how we've changed each other definitely for the better. I've just sort of like been able to listen and adapt and just sort of give each other what the other one needs, you know? Yeah. I have like, that's, that's like how a a relationship should work. I mean, like, it's not agreeing like every single, like about every single thing, every single time it's like compromises and see how the both of you can make both of your, like both of yourselves. That doesn't sound like the right word, but like, sounds uh, good to me. Yeah. Like to make both of you like happy, like each one of you, like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we're not exactly the same person. Although we like, we like a lot of the same things like theater or like, watching the office or whatever but we're also different in a way and I feel like your partner does need to be like a little different from you because you need a little bit of like yin and yang sometime you know mm-hmm. yeah that's how you grow that's how you learn new things totally yeah we, she definitely challenges me a lot and forces me to like not be comfortable or like or sorry not be go outside of my comfort zone I should say you know not just do like the easy choice but to make sure I'm really thinking about it you know and, and I mean if it wasn't for her like obviously wouldn't be getting married but I feel like there's a lot in my career I like probably wouldn't do because wouldn't have really been pushing myself or even like uh if it wasn't for her that like we probably wouldn't even got together because she was the one that kind of like we obviously liked each other and had a good mesh and then I she talked about this on when she was on the podcast but like Mm -hmm. you know I was the one that was like oh no I'm graduating like I can't do long distance like we shouldn't date blah 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 and she was just like no like why not like why 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 do you think like that why and I'm like well I don't know just because and then you know so she like kind of was like well maybe we should and I was like well I think you're right and then of course you know she obviously was right because here we are now mm-hmm. um or similar with like you know us getting a dog recently you know yeah. it's something we always talked about doing but every time it comes up I'm always like oh, I don't know it's kind of a lot blah 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 and then finally, she kind of like orchestrated it and like got it all together. And was like, we can get this dog. And I was like, okay, fine. And of <laughs> course, now it's been like the best thing ever. So yeah, we'll talk about. Uh, She's always dog. right. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk about your dog here in just a second. But um, usually I like to ask this question towards the end, like of the show. But since we're not talking about Talina, I want to bring it up to you um, right now before we begin. What's one thing you want to tell Talina right now? Like, do you feel like she needs to hear? Everything's going to be okay. Oh. And I, I say that because I know, you know, her as well as myself, and I think a lot of people tend to worry and kind of get hung up on small details about what we're going to do tomorrow, like planning a wedding or how to take care of this, that, work things. But all those little things don't matter it's gonna be fine because in the end we have each other Hmm. and and that's another part that I kind of wanted to bring up earlier about like as far as she gives me 
purpose and everything is that like, I do feel very confident about myself now because I know whatever happens in life, whether I like career career wise or whatever, like I'll be okay because I have her, even if like, you know, I actually have this job that I do love right now and want to continue doing it. But like, if tomorrow I were to get fired and, you know, didn't have a job or the rest of my family got killed by a meteor or whatever, like Mm -hmm. anything bad that were happening, as long as I have her, I would be okay. Like, cause she is the most important thing in my life. And the fact that I have that huge thing locked down, everything else, I'm like, yeah, that'll, that'll come. It'll all work out. Like Mm -hmm. she's there. This huge part is fine. Like it's almost like a huge weight off my shoulder. Like, okay, this person, she's fine. I know I I know her sometimes, but I know she still likes me. Yeah. Um, But that's my message to her. Everything's going to be okay because we have each other. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really beautiful. Honestly. Um, I mean, it's a testament to like what y'all, what she was talking about, like with you and stuff and like getting married and like the uh, proposal like stuff mm-hmm. was like really funny <laughs> she was freaking out about that oh like, she was snooping around my emails yeah um, i told her not to yeah the weird artists out there gotta they have to listen to selena's uh, side of the story about like read here but um yeah we're gonna get to you here in just a second sir but before we get into it i want to remind the wayward artists out there that this is the rewind part of the wayward world podcast where each and every sunday i sit with the wayward artists as they talk about someone or something they're thankful for or whatever it is i want to talk about if you like that please subscribe on youtube just look up the wayward world podcast on youtube uh we don't have a custom url because we need 100 subscribers for that we're 31 subscribers as of recording this episode so Get us to 100 subscribers so I can cut down this segment, this part of the the segment a little bit. (laughs) And I could just say a URL. That would be great. Uh, Support us on podcast services everywhere. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything with the cast at the end, we're there, including Facebook. So if you want to go argue with your grandma on a QAnon post about vaccines and how they're a big conspiracy, go ahead and listen to this podcast while you do it. That'd be great. Um, it would help support the show. And support us on patreon.com slash podcast. where at the dollar level, you can buy me something off the dollar menu at McDonald's or at the $5 or above menu. Five, sorry. Like the tongue twisters. Um, at the $5 or above level, you can help support the show by getting exclusive perks and goodies, including uh, episodes early, newsletters, uh, hangouts, and possibly possibly being a guest on the show. So subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Shout out to Jared Petty of Pockets Full of Soup and Top 100 Games Podcast. Um, oh yeah, I say podcast a lot, God. <laughs> uh, he's my podcast dad. We love Jared. Now read. Um, I will say, if you get a hundred subscribers, I will release footage from when I was in Cats in middle school. I do have a DVD of it. You know, if uh, that will get your family to like subscribe, I don't know how many people in our like in my circle will care about like that footage. But basically, if you, however many subscribers you need, if you get there, I can, if the people want it, can release never before seen footage of me and cats you know we'll lock we'll lock it under patreon so they can pay at least <laughs> you can get some money out of that like oh man you're gonna be rich <laughs> all right well reed let's get into the person or thing you're thankful for yeah uh for me i mean it was obviously i think talina is what i'm most thankful for because she is my my spouse my partner that you know pushes everything chooses makes me grow and brings all kinds of joy in my life mm-hmm. um but because she kind of talked about that and you know I don't want to rehash old trends 
one of the things that she did really bring joy into my life is that we got a dog together and it's a golden retriever and his name is Dundee. And yeah, we, we got him like the week before Christmas. So he was a little Christmas pup. And yeah, right now I think he's the thing that I'm most thankful for because he's kind of this like centerpiece of so much love and joy and just like connection with so many different people. Yeah. Expound on that a little bit um, about being the centerpiece of love and joy. Like, you know, cause it's, it would make sense to me if you talked about Selena, but like uh, as being the center of your love and joy, especially since you mentioned the whole, Oh, if my, if my parents die in a meteor accident, like as long as I have her, right. That's fine. <laughs> but like Dundee, it sounds like um, uh, he, he's brought you some love and joy too. So uh, talk about that a little bit. Like um, what, what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, so Selena and I, ever since we got together, we've always wanted to get a dog together. And like, we've always like loved dogs and like we always really talked about like, oh, let's get like a, a dog and name her Nana, like from Peter Pan, you know, <laughs> some big dog like that. Or like, you know, her and I would go on walks and we see like another dog and we'd like, oh, like that's Nana, you know, kind of like, oh, that's the kind of dog we would get. And then one day, this was like maybe four years ago, she was like, oh, I just thought of a really good name for a dog. And I was like, what's that? She's like, Dundee. And I was like, oh my God. And we got that name from The Office, the uh, like Dundee Awards that Michael Scott gives out, mm-hmm. um, which I have my Dwight oh, Schrute yeah, bobblehead Dwight behind Schrute. me there to, to represent. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things we just liked a dog. Kind of the same thing of like having children. Like we knew we had kids, we'd want to have kids, but you know, a dog was one of those things of like, will we, won't we kind of thing. Like we always talked about it, but then when the time came, it was like sort of like backing out of like, oh, it's just like too expensive or like too many hoops to jump through to like have a dog. Um, But no, I mean, like I was saying, like, I feel like Talina held me accountable of like, you said you want this, like, let's do it. And I was like, well, yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, like let's get this dog. And, you know, I think it just brings a lot of like joy and happiness, especially, you know, in the past few years just like the world falling apart as it is with covid and everything like that i mean this has definitely been like a great therapy dog you know just like love and attention and like i think the part that really helps that i wasn't really anticipating and i think now it was Tina was like the fact of like having something that like i need to take care of mm. is therapeutic for me i was always thinking like oh the dog will come to me and like give me kisses and snuggles because it'll want to come me but it's like oh no I think having a thing that you know wants me to come to it you know and constantly like give attention take it out to to go potty or give it baths whatever you know like that that ownership you know I feel like it's something that Plina and I have done a great job of you know and and like we were kind of worried at first or not not at first but we had talked about in the past of like oh would like the dog like steal attention from one another and we only would then worry about the dog and not about like each other and our relationship Hmm. but like that is like so not true I mean maybe those like first few weeks when it's like chaotic with the dog shitting and peeing all over the place that we were like scatterbrained but now it's like her and I I feel like we're so solid as we've ever been and we have like the dog on top of that we just feel like a very like happy complete family and then also like you know, I'm, I'm like the youngest in my family. I have two older brothers, but uh, one of them is having a kid soon in a couple of months. But other than that, like none of us have had any kids or anything. 
just been sort of us grown up adults for a while. Mm-hmm. And then having this dog was kind of the first time being around like my parents and family where it's like, oh, here's like a little thing we can all like kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you know, bond over and, and things like that. And like, and like, especially like my mom, who was someone I also wanted to talk about, like she loves dogs and we always wanted to get a dog growing up, but like they never quite let us. It was always, you know, didn't feel like it was the best decision, but I know like my mom loves the dog too. So like seeing her get to kind of like enjoy that and kind of we're all getting to like experience this. And, you know, plus like golden retrievers are just like naturally awesome. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel very, uh, subjective saying that but at the same time I'm like objectively like I feel like everyone if you like a dog you like a golden retriever because I feel like they just have like such great personalities you know yeah I mean like golden retrievers are like the classic dog you know the I think like when you think of like man's best friend I think like that's it it is like the all-american kind of dog Mm -hmm. yeah like shadow from homeward bound like everyone loves shadow we just watched that actually I'd never seen that before we watched it I, I cannot watch that movie anymore. Like after my dog died, like oh, I just, I'm sorry. I, it's just, it was a little, it's a little rough because like one of them, like, you know, I, like I'm sure you, you understand the, uh, I'm giving a voice to my dog, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, the voice I had in my head for like one of my dogs was basically shadow, like an old man type. Oh, of thing. interesting. Even, even though when I met him, he was like four years old, but like, um, like he was still kind of like old, like old wise. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I I love hearing that you say like the voice in your head. So is that always been the voice? Yeah. For that dog? What about your other dogs? Did they have like particular uh, voices? Yeah, I mean Charlie, um, like we have three dogs now. Uh Charlie, a uh, little doc wire hair dachshund. He was there before my other two Springer Spaniels passed away. Uh so he's like the older one, even though he's like four. <laughs> um mm-hmm. and, you know, he's um I don't know like what his voice is actually like I never actually thought of it like I I think he's kind of crazy <laughs> like you, Do you ever like I, talk for your dogs like out loud like you say what yeah think they're thinking yeah yeah sometimes I'll like Everyone does ha- have sometimes I'll have like conversations with them and I'm like dude why the heck didn't say anything and it's like and then I'd be like dude I don't actually speak English you you're giving me a voice <laughs> and he just looks at me like like that with his yeah. head and I don't know like the voice is um like, I don't know. I, I think I just associated Eli, the dog who passed away, um, with Shadow. He, mm-hmm. he was very loyal, very, uh, like, he was a good boy. Like, they, mm-hmm. they all were, Eli and Peyton. Um, I mentioned, I think, yeah, I brought him up a lot at school uh, whenever I did anything. Um, I remember in uh, the costume class that I did, Leslie, costume construction with Leslie Stimulus, that was actually... I made them shirts. <laughs> oh, um, cute. Yeah. It's dude, I'm not going to lie. It's going to suck. Um, when the day comes like th- those, I-, I think people underestimate like just how much like these pets like mean to a lot of people, especially like when you love and care and cherish them. And like, not only like, are you doing so much, like you're doing so much for them. It's also like what they're doing for you. And like, you don't even realize it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I saw a quote one time where it was like, you know, it's referring to dogs. It's like, they only might be like a small part of your life, but to them, you are their entire life. Yeah. You know, and that's just sort of like, oh, like even that more of just like, oh, I just like love this thing. Cause it's like, it loves me so much, you know, and mm-hmm. it's only here for like, you know, 
10, 15 years of our lives, which like, you know, is kind of a small chunk when you look at it, but for them, yeah, that's their entire life. And like, you're going to be all they ever know and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Especially like, well, those wiener dogs, man, they, they, uh, those small dogs, I don't know how they do it, but like, I think it's just pure rage. It's like, they, they keep staying alive. You hear like these wiener dogs being like 20 years old and like, and they, they're all and janky just, and yeah. How are they not? I don't even know. How are they not like extinct as like a species? I mean, no offense if you have like a wiener dog, but I'm like, those things right. are just like yeah. insane. Do you have I mean, a wiener dog? Yeah. I told you I had a wire haired dachshund. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean like, yeah, he's, he's very, uh, he's uh, a mutt. Like he has a mix of terrier. Oh, and, okay. Gotcha. You know, so he's a uh, not really standard size, but <laughs> he's um, not dead yet though. No, he's four. Like, so he's got a couple, a good couple years in there. I'm uh-huh. kind of, I, um, that dog is really interesting because like we we just got him his name was um i think his name is walnut yeah his name his uh his birth name was walnut <laughs> that's cute yeah but then his uh his real name is uh charles, uh, charles. Or, or charles like charlie or charles barkley nice uh, sometimes charles manson you know if uh, if, if he's, he's being getting, an asshole if he's getting spicy you know yeah a little cra- he used to be he used to be pretty crazy um when he was a puppy like pretty pretty wild um he kind of mel- like once i think once the other two dogs passed away he kind of mellowed out and he realized uh-huh. like uh, i gotta grow up now <laughs> and now we have two labs um two yellow labs uh bowie and sebastian and we got them Cute. from a, we got them from a breeder. I know, like it's probably not like a good thing, but they're good boys as well. Um, yeah. Uh, Sebastian's a little fat, like chubby. Like <laughs> he's shorter. Than, I hope he like, doesn't listen to this. I he he knows. I tell him all the time. You know, like his brother Bowie is like um, older. He's like one year older, but Bowie is definitely bigger than him. And Sebastian has. I, I, he's probably has one more growth spurt in there somewhere, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, we we haven't figured out why he's like so short. <laughs> um, where like going back to you and Dundee, like um, where did you guys meet Dundee? How'd you get like how did you find out about him? Yeah, so it was Talina wanted to get me the dog as a Christmas present, like a Christmas surprise, mm-hmm. and she was actually just talking about this earlier today. Like she saw the ad for Dundee on a Monday. And then told me on a Wednesday, and then we picked him up Saturday. So it was all within like a week. Um, Yeah, so she originally wanted to get it for me as like a Christmas surprise. And then she had talked to her dad, my dad, and her therapist. And all three of them said, you should really tell Reed about this, because this is kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. So she was like, okay, fine. So she like talking to like my dad, excuse me was like oh i want to get like a, a dog as a surprise for christmas and he was like for who <laughs> and then she was like uh reading he's like okay i have to think about this hangs up calls her back and was like okay i'll support you on this but you know it's going to be a lot of work you know blah blah you know just saying typical dad stuff and i think her dad was saying the same thing and so after hearing all that she decided to tell me and was like hey i wanted to get you a dog i found this place these this couple, they uh, lived in Belfair, I believe it was, which is in Washington. It was about like an hour and a half away from us. And they just lived on a farm and had two golden retrievers, a boy and a girl. And surprise, surprise, they got pregnant and 
had a litter of puppies and at first they were like oh great like we'll just like keep these and like mm-hmm. have extra puppies maybe give them a few friends it'll be great uh the dog had 16 puppies wow and two of them actually passed away oh. because there just like wasn't enough like room for them to get in there to you know to, like feed off the mom so they had to take a couple and like bottle feed them and so Dundee what what we ended up getting was bottle fed mm-hmm. um but yeah no she, she told me about that and everything and then like you know just like the convenience and she was like and I already talked to your dad and my dad and my therapist they all think it's a great idea mm-hmm. and she basically just like had the perfect like she had it set up so perfectly that it'd be impossible for me to say no mm-hmm. you know the only thing else that she could have done it was just actually get the dog and then I couldn't say no to that at that point mm-hmm. but it was just like it just hit me and I think hit both of us at the right time of like you know what why not because we're in a we're in a two-bedroom apartment right now on the second story so it's not like super ideal for a dog and that's kind of um brushed us off from wanting to get a dog in the past because it's like uh we want to wait till we have a house with a yard but uh this time around it's just kind of like you know what why not like mm-hmm. you know like I said I mean times have been tough for numbers of reasons and it's like I just feel like this would kind of like be a good thing for us you know kind of like cheer us up and everything and, and it has been I mean we have not looked back on it I mean other than like those first few weeks of like waking up at 2 or 3 a.m to like take him out and like mm-hmm. the barking in the middle of the night like all that fun stuff has all kind of like gone away and it's getting easier with time but um yeah so again if it weren't for Talina kind of like being like hey you say you want to do this well boom how about this and then she just kind of like hands it to me on a silver platter like all this stuff like here's what we could do with the dog and I'm like well shit you know and you know she's super smart Talina you know she does all her research and like none of her decisions are an impulse decision Mm -hmm. like although it seems like it she has hours and days of like research to like find the right thing it wasn't like she just like found a dog on the street she went through like numbers of like different ads and like breeders and saw this one that was kind of the right thing and the right fit and everything so yeah you know a month or two later here we are yeah I mean like I think like what was the best part of it It was like she didn't get the dog without your consent like because like mm-hmm. you like despite the fact that you guys talked about it so much like you have no idea uh she probably had no idea if you would say actually say yes or no like uh, right. like now it would be a good time so like it, it was a good thing that she didn't buy that dog like right off the bat like and surprised you with it because yeah it definitely would have been a surprise if you said no yeah well yeah and the, but that's the thing is though, she bought it and was like here's a dog we have a dog now of course i'm going to be like oh my god yes i think i'd have to be a monster to look at a golden retriever puppy and be like nah take it back yeah you know um but I think it was good for her to tell me that just so that like she didn't have to stress about it even though it would only have been for like a week or whatever but like mm-hmm. trying to like keep it a secret and like hiding all these different things and blah 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 like it was definitely like the right move to do in like the short term mm-hmm. what's uh what did you learn from Dundee so far what have you learned about like yourself mm-hmm. question has anything like changed within you I guess uh, willingness to be more vulnerable around other people in a way. Interesting. You know, I feel like, 
you know, I feel like as a society, we always have a hard time being vulnerable about around other people. And to Lena, it didn't take long for me to get, you know, super vulnerable around her and kind of be my true self. But, uh, you know, with a dog and kind of like something that you're taking care of, like, you know, when you're out in public or around other people, the dog, like, you, you know, naturally are very intimate and taking care of it and kind of talking to it and kind of doing all that stuff that like can sometimes, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely not like this, but it can sometimes feel like it's a little like too embarrassing or personal if you're having to like deal with a dog or pick up poop or, you know, talk to it in your little doggy voice that we all love doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just maybe more comfortable kind of like taking, uh, you know, a step into like that parental figure, you know, just kind of like growing and maturing and like, yeah, I guess like kind of showing that to other people as well. Yeah. It, my dogs actually taught me like unconditional love is like out there, you know, mm, like yeah. coming from like where, you know, not to go into like my story because <laughs> like you can listen to that episode, like that, that episode's out there. But, um, you know, I, I just came from a place where I didn't have a lot of unconditional love and like, I just didn't think it was possible. And to have Eli and Payton at the time about my two English Springer Spaniels, um, there at first like i was so against like (laughs) these dogs um because i was moving from saudi arabia i was seeing my mom i haven't seen her in many years because of divorce and um she tells me like she has these two dogs and i'm like i've never interacted with a dog ever the only interaction i had with a dog was this one of those small dogs and it it bit my hand (laughs) and i was like yeah yeah." because like the yeah that's small dog you know like small dogs are assholes except charlie he's a good boy (laughs) we love charlie yeah charlie's a good boy definitely um but yeah i wasn't too keen on it especially since i was still kind of a practicing muslim a little bit at the time like i was more I called myself an agnostic Muslim, which <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> like that doesn't make sense. Um, but I, I get what so- you're, I feel like I get what you're saying when, when you say that. Yeah. So like the dog thing, like I was like, oh, this is going to, they're going to be gross. I don't want them to lick me, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at first, like, yeah, I didn't like him, <laughs> but then like, it took like a month or two. Um, I don't know what happened, but we started to click and that, and now like everything that I've done, like the first like theater stuff, like writing plays, um, costume construction, uh, the the first people that I thanked in my my uh, in the playbill, like in my playbill bio, have always been Eli and Payton. You know, like I, the last time I did it was um, I don't know if I did it from like the show I did at the Baby Bar, um, like with my theater troupe, but mm-hmm. for Doxy's God at Gonzaga, I definitely did, and Charlie too. Charlie was in there. Um, but like Eli and Peyton were always like a part of my life, you know, like it was, I was shocked (laughs) to see like how attached that I was with, with these dogs. And, um, you know, the moment they died, it was, it was rough. It's still rough. I'm still not like, it's been two years now and I still don't really feel like I've moved on, you know, I, this, like, this is my first time experiencing grief and stuff. So, um, like not to prepare you what's to come like he's still a puppy enjoy it but like it's it's definitely rough you know like you 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 get these dogs in your life like these pets and you never really realize how much they've impacted your life until they're gone and right yeah and I feel like it's easy to uh to downplay a relationship with an animal Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like 
well, it's just an ant. Like, it's just, a, it's a dog. You can get another dog, you know, and kind of replace that, mm. um, you know. But you can't at the same time because all dogs are are different. And and I think it's very similar to, like, humans. When, like, you know, a human dies, it's sort of like that was a particular person with, like, a personality they had a connection with. And, and I heard someone recently tell me that, like, uh, death ends a life but not a relationship. Mm. So it's like even after they're gone, you can still continue to like, you know, have them be a part of your life in a way and kind of like think of them. And you can still think of them as like your dog and your friend and stuff. But yeah, no, I get that. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it'll be tough eventually when Dundee has to go. But, you know, yeah, it's the, the moment I'm living in right now, I feel like I'm never going to forget. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, it's it's kind of meme but like you know, in WandaVision, Vision was like, you know, what is grief if not love persevering? And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people like made fun of it, but I was like, damn, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> like that was actually a really good quote. Yeah, good, good call out, good reference. Yeah, for sure. Um, going back to Dundee, um, what are some cool moments that you've had with him so far? Like, did you have, like, what are his quirks? Are you noticing any, any quirks with him? Quirks? I mean, we're like teaching him how to like, shake and stay and things like that we have a, a little doggy doorbell for him oh, nice. to press so like we've taught him that when he wants to go to the bathroom or needs to go go over and press his doorbell and then we go over there and then you know there's a few times a few weeks ago where like he'll like start peeing in the middle of like the the house We're like hey no no and then he goes over and hits his bell and then kind of sits there all like sad like timid like sorry i know i messed up yeah um but he's been doing great with that. But now over the past few days, he's figured out that like, oh, when I hit this bell, I get to go outside. So now <laughs> he's hitting it every like 15 minutes, it feels like. So like, we'll take him out. He does go to the bathroom. We'll take him back in. And then yeah, five minutes later, he's hitting the bell again. And we're just like, no, I know for a fact, you do not need to go to the bathroom. You just So now it's like kind of funny just trying to like play this like game of chicken i'm like hmm, does he need to go to the bathroom or does he just need attention you know like yeah which like we'll give it to him but so still figuring that part out yeah i mean like dog quirks are like are hilarious like once you once dundee stays in your like with you guys for a little bit longer you'll probably realize it but because like you know charlie for example he always barks at the window like every time like regardless like he sees his reflection well no he like just barks at people outside oh yeah yeah. (laughs) um but he will also he'll do this thing where he won't run up to the window sometimes he'll just walk there and he's like what's going on out there like he'll just (laughs) walk over there and he'll who can i yell at yeah he'll put his little paws up there uh and like just look outside bowie um he's a big fraidy cat like i don't know what happened we didn't like we never like teased him or like scared him or anything but he um he used to be afraid to walk into the hallway like for some reason (laughs) we said we said it was like the ghost of eli because eli was kind of um he always did this face to Peyton, his like his twin brother from the same litter Uh he always did this face um and when eli did the face Peyton was just like scared like he's like oh man i'm not gonna i'm not gonna eat today eli tells me i'm not gonna eat today (laughs) um (laughs) So we were just thinking like, oh, the ghost of Eli is like uh, scaring Bowie somehow. He won't come up the stairs. You have to pick him up. Like one time when I was babysitting him while my mom went out, like out of town, uh, he was shaking 
like because like I told him come on let's go like I didn't like scare him like I I didn't like grab him by the collar or like push him up I was like come on dude let's go and like I, I would like touch him and I would see like he was shivering as if he was like you know in a cellar like cold uh-huh. and, like, and he would do like that are you gonna hit me like thing and I'm like dude what is Aww. what is going what is going on here like we've never like hit this dog once like why is he acting like <laughs> like he's being tortured and then like I have to pick him up the stairs and once you pick him up the stairs he'll go up the stairs that's it it's just that great there's like a grate on the stairs and he won't weird yeah he's a big old frady cat and then Sebastian is just also um unhinged I would say like he is walks around, um, always loves socks. He always have a sock in his mouth. Uh, he likes the specific microfiber like cleaner that for some reason he always likes grabs it and he always has it in his mouth. Um, he'll jump on you um, all the time. Nice. Like it's uh, not really because uh, like he lunges. Oh, so it's not nice. <laughs> yeah, it's not nice. So it's, but like, is it coming from a good place? I yeah. It's not just, like he was trying to attack. He's just like trying to he, be friendly. Yeah, he just gets he just gets really. He still has his balls, so um, he's um, he's gonna Good get neutered. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's gonna get neutered soon. So um, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, they're good boys. Um, when Bowie got neutered, we had a little episode of uh, Sebastian was kind of getting in his bubble, and they fought. <laughs> like so that's actually it. that's a question I have for you because we're eventually gonna get Dundee neutered. I hope he's not listening to this podcast because he'll get yeah. mad at me. But um, when that happens, like, what is that? What what to what should I expect? Because I always hear like, oh, their they moods can't... sometimes change, or like yeah. short term. Is there any like side effects from it? I think like they they're just, they're kind of out of it. I noticed like just for a little bit with Charlie, he was already neutered. Like I think like as the moment he came out of the womb, uh, I think his kind. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I think his kind are. Like their balls drop a lot quicker. Um, Bowie and Sebastian, their labs, so like they got bigger testicles, <laughs> so that they need time to grow and stuff. So um, uh-huh. they have to like they have to cook in there for a little bit. Sure, um, yeah, more time like, in the oven. Yeah, but you know, Bowie was kind of. It just took him a couple days. You know, like po- think think of it this way: like when you got, do you did you get your wisdom teeth out? no actually i still have him in there okay well <laughs> but no i mean um, i feel like i could get him taken out but they're like no you don't need to yeah, yeah. um when i got my wisdom teeth out i was kind of like i was out of it the first day still like on drugs but you know like the post-op stuff like it takes time to recover so it, it took him about a week um like the the story about sebastian getting in his bubble and they actually fought like <laughs> the bowie kind of ripped out sebastian's baby tooth which was kind of intense Ooh. uh and i got a little i got a little gift because like i interfered so that's a, a scar like uh he scratched my my wrist it's oh, like wow. you know because like he was actually like attack mode because like his yeah his mood and his hormones like that's all kind of oh poor act- thing yeah, I forgot, oh, it was scary for me too. God, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> he, right. he attacked me, like actually. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't know Bowie would never actually do that. But like, you know, he's he's out of it. Like he's, his body is still like adjusting to the fact that right yeah. cut off his balls. So, <laughs> um, he's fine now. He's a happy dog. He just has a little, a little sack. <laughs> um, the sack will be there for a little bit. I think it shrinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's barely noticeable now, but uh, sorry, wayward artists. We're talking about uh, dog testicles on the show. <laughs> um, 
Charlie's. Is, I, I asked. I'm the one that asked. So yeah, Charlie, when he got neutered, um, he has a little tattoo on his belly. So he's a little uh, um, gangster. <laughs> like they leave Wait, a little. What? Well, I think it's because the incision, like like I said, like the oh. their, their balls are so small. So like the incision was probably like very small. Gotcha. So it's a way to mark. Uh, mostly I've known, like, I've heard it's like for female dogs for being spayed, but like for him, it was like, oh yeah, he's definitely uh, got his balls removed and here's the tattoo to mm. prove it. So he has a little line on <laughs> where his, uh, you know, where his testicles were. <laughs> yeah. There's his little tattoo. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it'll just take time. He'll look groggy. He'll look kind of out of sorts, but He'll get he'll get back to him. We'll get back in the swing. Okay, well that's good. As long as he'll still want to go and play around and have fun, probably after yeah. a week or two. Yeah, it, he might like he won't be probably won't be like as aggressive as probably he is now. Is the other thing like that's with Sebastian when he gets his neutered. Um, like we're hoping that he will stop all this jumping because right now, yeah, like he's a big boy and he's <laughs> he's lunging at people like when he gets right. excited and that's not. What we want Bowie now is when he jumps up, he he's gentler about yeah. it. Yeah. So the testosterone won't be there. So hopefully um Sebastian will calm down. <laughs> totally. Uh, but there you go. That was um that's what I noticed when our dogs got neutered. So and that's been uh neutering 101. Exactly. Um <laughs> going back to Dundee, we are kind of getting towards the end of the show, actually, which you know, like we've been talking, we've been talking close for an hour. Uh um i guess i I will say actually real quick sorry to cut you off go ahead i will say what's great about having dogs i think just pets in general Mm -hmm. is that like it gets people to talk about something that's not about themselves because i think sometimes and not that we should be but people can sometimes be like timid to like want to talk about yourselves or each other because it's kind of like but when you have something else to talk about it helps break the ice a little bit you know like yeah. we've noticed going to dog parks or dog stores it's sort of like instantly are talking to each other about each other's pets and just it's easy to make connections and like friends with people I feel like because of you know having having a pet there so mm-hmm. you know when you when you have something else that you're like in love with and you know excited to talk about yeah it kind of just makes it easier to talk about them and talk with other people oh yeah like uh dogs are great like you go up to a dog and you want to just talk about the dog but then you can talk about the other person exactly yeah it's just a good like segue to kind of like rather than like trying to get awkwardly into like the oh how are you what do you do like you talk about the dog and then from there kind of naturally like grows into other conversations yeah um the question i was going to ask you kind of like the last thing before we get into lightning round question stuff um you know the way you described uh raising dundee so far you know sounds like what you um and if you're not comfortable talking about this like certainly tell me to stop but bring it on yeah sounds like that's something that's how you were going to be taking care of a kid in the future like do you definitely do you anticipate like how do you feel about children oh i mean i love kids i mean it's one of those things i will say and it's it was kind of like this with the dog of like i know i want kids but i know that i'm never gonna feel ready to have a kid you know it's never going to feel like the right time and I think there'll always be a million reasons not to um but I think having the dog kind of helps um pave the way for that and I talk about it with clean all the time of like I'm very self-aware of like I don't like comparing having a dog to having a kid 
because they're different things. And plus, I just think having a kid is so much more work. And that requires like uh, a very strong woman to go through labor and all that stuff, something that I'll never be able to like understand or let, you know, it's just like, there's so much more like intenseness with that. That's like, I want to respect that. Like that's its own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, it's like, I think there are certain things as far as like having a thing to take care of and, you know, and something that revolves or sorry, involves you and your partner, like working together to kind of like communicate and collaborate, like how you're going to like, you know, tackle a certain thing that needs to get done with like the pet or the child or whatever. Um, But simply it's making me more comfortable. And again, more vulnerable in a way to like be able to like give my full I've already given my full self to one person Talina and now I'm starting to give my full self to Talina and then definitely it'll be like another thing when like once we have like a a human baby child person mm-hmm. that's in someone else that I'm going to be vulnerable and give myself fully over to you know so um which you know I look forward to I think that's that's good for me the more I can you know, be vulnerable and really open up and just like have another person to bounce off my true personality with, you know, I think it's only going to make me a better person. Yeah. I, uh, if, I just, if I'm being selfish, I will, I do want to raise a kid so I can give it a good life, but oh, yeah, I know it'll give me a good life. Oh, certainly. Like, I think like the most important thing about like raising kids and I've never raised kids, <laughs> uh, but like, not that someone, you know of. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, no, like I've not had sex before. So they're not out there um okay so (laughs) um, that takes care of that then certainly certainly i mean like also when you're when you're queer like you kind of you kind of like like the options are limited i guess (laughs) sure yeah no that makes sense but probably in spokane too especially i oh yeah Mm -hmm. i would assume your options are limited oh yeah absolutely absolutely i'm having trouble there (laughs) most definitely um but like the most important thing about kids is like, like they're going to have their own lives too. Like, I think like, um, as, as a future parent, like I think about this all the time because I do want kids in the future. Um, I, I'm trying to figure like, figure out ways how to make their lives better rather than mm-hmm. them being like an extension of my life in a weird way. Like they have to do, cause like, that's the environment that I was raised in. Like I had to like right. be uh, like, stuff for the family blah 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 like that like my my thoughts and feelings were never put into consideration you know like it was always uh how are the parental figure like my father for example like mm. how how does like how how will that look for him you know and for his sure. friends like i couldn't even wear shorts because like uh anything that exposed is your ankle is like not allowed for like men um oh, okay but, like my dad really yeah my dad's friend like shoot out my dad one time because I was wearing like short shorts and by short shorts, meaning like shorts revealing my ankles. <laughs> and uh, my dad was super mad at me about that. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I never wore shorts afterwards. I used, I wore jorts a lot because like, that was like the closest thing I can get to like shorts. But anyway, um, but yeah, like raising, like raising this puppy, like these puppies have it was definitely something difficult. And I realized just how much of it is like very similar to the stories I hear about raising a kid. Um, right. And yeah, it's definitely paving the way for the future. If I do want like a baby or if I want to go the way of adoption, I don't think I want a baby. I think I want to go to like the way of adoption. Oh, like, good for you. That's yeah, awesome. I think that would be nice. Like, I think like I'm very open to the possibility of like uh, different ways to like raise kids. I don't think 
I want to have an actual like bear a child in this universe <laughs> that is like not in apart. this timeline. Yeah. yeah, not in this timeline. Maybe if global warming was stopped, like maybe I yeah. could raise a kid. But yeah, um, it sounds like it's paving the way for you to have kids, and it sounds like you want kids. Well, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things. I think it's a big like just the society that like I live in. Of, like, yeah, this is what you do. You get married and you have kids, mm-hmm. and you know, it's actually, we were talking to someone, Tina and I were talking with the guy who's going to be our officiant at our wedding. And he was kind of like, if you guys know you already love each other and you're going to spend the rest of your life with each other, why get married? And you're kind of like, hmm, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, technically we don't have to get married other than maybe for like tax benefits or whatever. But it's like, you know, we don't have to get married just because everyone else does it or because it's a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um but and it's kind of like that with a, having a kid of like, I don't have to have a kid just because it's like, that's what you do. That's the the norm. But, you know, again, it's someone who makes you a better person and giving, be able to like look after something, take care of something just like feels good. Plus, you know, when you get older and when you're in your like 80s, 90s, you know, at that point in your life, I think all you have is your family kind of at that point. And if you're at that age and you don't have any kids or grandkids, then it can kind of be, you know, a little like isolating and alone. But, you know, yeah, the older you get, the more important you realize like having that like intimate family around you, I feel like is important. Or at least that's how it is for me. I think that's how it'll be when when I get older that like my family will, really will become like my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully you have a bunch of kids with uh, Talina. Um, uh. Yeah. <laughs> does she want kids you know oh yeah oh yeah no I think, she, yeah, I think we talked about that on our episode i can't remember yeah no she wants kids and i mean i think if i were to come her to come to her i'd meet at this podcast and i was like hey let's have a baby right now she would be like genuinely like okay you know okay. like as of course i'm the one that's like well i'm not so sure about that you know yeah I, i'm the I'm the lame kid in the friend the friend group that's always like I don't know guys like but then she's yeah. the what the cool one who like gets me to do it and then I'm always glad that I I did the thing yeah um but yeah no we kind of like as long as we've been together we've always talked about getting married and having a dog and having kids things like that I mean we already have like names picked out for at least a boy and a girl um so yeah I mean it'll definitely happen and yeah. it'll be great. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Dundee's a good test trial. Totally. Because, like, you know, if, like, God forbid, if something happens to Dundee, at least, like, I feel like it it would be less traumatic if it actually happened to a child, you know? (laughs) Right. No, that's a good point. And plus, like, we're also kind of, like, playing it, like, oh, when Dundee's, like, you know, a nice, calm, like, you know, midlife adult, like, having him around, like, whatever, like, child we bring home, you know, like, it'll be kind of a nice, you always see those cute videos of like a dog, like meeting a baby for the first time. And it's like very like sweet and everything. Like mm-hmm. we want the Instagram moment. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I just remember Eli uh, seeing Charlie for the first time. Cause he like older dog meeting bit puppy. You, you would think like, oh yeah, this is so cute. But no, uh-huh. Eli was always an old man. He hated well, they, get they, off my lawn. Pretty much. But like, you know, they, they did have a close bond later on. In oh, the, nice. like a, a year or two, like once Charlie calmed down and <laughs> he wasn't a, like he wasn't as crazy as he was when he was a puppy. So and actually, I did want to ask Eli and 
Payton. Was that yes. named after the Manning Manics. brothers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Are you a football fan? No, um, it was my mom and stepdad. They, uh, gotcha. they, they named them. I met them when I first came to the States. They were already like four years old. So gotcha. Um, I had, I, I kind of had the naming convention for Charlie, you know, um, like I just, I was like, oh, Charlie's kind of a cool name. Mm-hmm. you know because i was a classic dog kind of name yeah. well there's that but also like you know i was in like a Be- beckett mood and like yeah maybe i was thinking of our professor charles pepitone a little bit shout like, out. When I, yeah yeah <laughs> shout out um but like uh yeah my mom was against it at first because she thought we were naming him after my professor and then she was like okay we're gonna call him charlie but you can't say that he was named after your professor <laughs> and i was like all right sure like beckett was almost close i'm like you know samuel beckett because like i was yeah beckett's actually a pretty good name mm-hmm. for a dog yeah bowie um i think we were thinking about just david bowie uh, david bowie um i don't know where sebastian came from it was my mom and her partner um picked it and i was thinking uh, maybe little mermaid at first when i heard that oh no no that's uh sebastian like some sort of rock person i can't remember um but yeah, Sebastian's cool. Seb, like uh Sebs, yeah. Yeah. Bowie. Um I, I don't you watch Star Wars. I, I always call Bowie like Bo Katan. <laughs> oh, nice. There you Bo-K- go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I one day I'll I'll actually name a dog Chewbacca. Like because yeah, I want to do that. Chewy. Yeah. Um, I feel like I want to do all the like, cliche stuff, like yeah, Chewy, or like I said, like Nana from Peter Pan, like things like that. I'm surprised you didn't do that. Like, I well, guess it doesn't look like a Nana. Yeah, we always thought that Dundee would be a golden retriever because for more of like a sporty kind mm-hmm. of dog. And then we thought either a Bernice Mountain Dog or a St. Bernard would be Nana. However, uh, my oldest brother is having a kid that'll be born in July. Mm-hmm. And my mom wants to be called Nana as a grandma. Uh, so I'm kind of like, okay, well, she gets first dibs on that name. Which makes me actually kind of glad that like, okay, we didn't call our current dog Nana because then it'd be like she got second dibs after the dog. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right. So uh, my she can have that. I'll give it to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, God. I, I think like I want to I want my kids, I want my kids to call me something like an Arabic version of like grandma or grandpa. Like I don't want actually that's a good question. Like Tlene and I were actually just talking about this a lot. Like, um, for names for grandparents would you name yourself or would you wait for the kid to kind of the grandkid to name you? So um, let's see. Uh, so my grandparents, I never really had any connection with them. Like they, a lot of them died. Um, mm. I know we had my step-grandmother who uh, we called her Situ, you know, or um, yeah, like pretty much. I know Jeddu, Jeddi, uh, Jeddati, like those are, like male and female versions of like the same thing, grandma, grandpa, mm-hmm. uh, situ, city. Um, that's pretty much it. I know like aunt and uncle like have different versions if depending on which side of the family. So if it's from the dad's side, they call, they're called Ammu, Ammi, Ammati. Um, from mom's side, it's Khalu, Khaliti. Uh, yeah, it's, there, there are different acronyms for it. I can't remember the grandma portion of it i do want like i i want to be called amu one day you know amu said you know uh or Khalu said or something like that like because you know (laughs) it's cool it's it's way better than uncle said i guess right yeah Mm -hmm. on your the accent that you say with that that sounds really cool 
yeah i mean like it's like i speak arabic you know <laughs> right yeah um like well it is, my arabic is fading actually so so do you consider yourself fluent in arabic uh, like was that your first language no um english was uh arabic was my second i kind of i was kind of forced to like learn gotcha. that language but um you know i was raised in saudi arabia born there um again this podcast is about you and your dog, so I don't want to get too into it. You should listen to, uh, I'll tell you some other time, or you, or anyone who's interested, they can listen to my episode of my own show, where Definitely. I, I guess, like, I had a guest host, and they interviewed me. Oh, so, that's good. That's clever, yeah. Yeah, so, like, you can you should listen to that, so you get to know me a little bit more. <laughs> Will do. All right. Well, thank you, Reed. Thank you for joining me on this show. Um, it was fun talking about uh, Dundee. Of course, yeah. All right. Where what? would I, oh, what, go ahead. What about the lightning round? Oh yeah, like we're getting there. Uh, okay, yeah. sorry. I was yeah. like, I was excited for that, but if you want to skip through that because you've had enough of me, I get it. Man. Oh no, no, we we, <laughs> can, we can literally talk forever, but like I haven't uploaded the new episode of the the rewind, so I gotta like. Hey, work yeah, on it. you got shit to do. I get. Yeah, it. that's all right. Now that will, like we'll 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 get you back on. We're I, we might do a a couples podcast like that could that could be kind of fun. Definitely, yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome um where would artists this has been the rewind we're in the lightning round questions of the show it's a series of five questions i like to ask us each and every week they're fun they're not so quick because we'll talk about them forever reed are you ready yes all right question number one what would be your perfect day perfect day i would wake up and it's about 60 degrees and sunny so not too hot not too cold but you know the sun kind of warms you up mm -hmm. um i sleep in Talina and I go on a walk with Dundee. And then from there, gosh, maybe we go like on a nice like river raft trip with like Dundee, you know, and then we end at like the perfect <laughs> brewery that has like the best beer ever. And like Dundee sees a dog there that he falls in love with. And, you know, they, yeah. they, they have their lady in the tramp moment. Well, they, um, they probably would, but like Dundee wouldn't have any kids, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. You'd be <laughs> shooting blanks at that point. Exactly. Um, but yeah. And then I think from there, we'd go home to our, our mansion, obviously that's yes. on the water. And uh, yeah. Also we get married at our mansion. I'm going to decide. So nice. it's our wedding day. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's, yeah. the, that's the big twist. Oh, like, are you actually getting married at a mansion? No. We're, I mean, we're getting married at like a, a wedding venue, but I was thinking like, Oh, what if we got married at like a nice, cabin on the the water or something like that you know that's sick that's a that's a good thing to think about that's for sure Definitely. um question number two what's a song that describes your life right now song that describes god this does not describe my life but the first song that came to my mind is we don't talk about bruno because that's been stuck in my head <laughs> but that does not describe my life at yeah. all um oh probably three little birds by bob marley oh, okay because that that was my message to to lena if i could tell her anything of everything's gonna be okay of every little thing is gonna be all right nice um yeah just always calming and you know because I, I feel like i always have a tendency to think big picture and think several years down the road about like oh my god when am I, how am i gonna do this but when i always need what i really need to real i'm sorry what i really need to just think about is like just one day at a time, you know, what am I, what am I going to do for dinner, you know, or like, what am I going to go watch later? You just worry about those little things. And then 
over time, you know, the big things kind of just figure out on their own. Nice. Yeah, we haven't had Bob Marley like shout uh, out on the show. So that's really cool. Um, you can listen to Three Little Birds by Bob Marley on the playlist, Wayward Songs for Wayward Artists, which um is accumulation of all the guest songs that describe their lives right now. So oh, nice. uh, check- so is that the first time someone's mentioned that? Uh, first time, like to my knowledge. Nice. Anyway, cool. um, I would know, I shouldn't know, I would have known the answer to that if I updated that playlist, which I haven't. <laughs> uh, by the time of this recording, I hope like that changed, but probably hasn't, but mm-hmm. it will be one day. It's part of our social media push. So we're going right to we're gonna update that. Um, question number three, what is your third favorite movie? Third favorite movie. I know I don't even know if I, I I have just like movies that like oh are favorites and then I have my go-to movie that's always like I put it as my favorite because it's it's always hard to say what my favorite movie is because it also depends on what I'm in the mood for mm-hmm. um but I'm also just rambling and avoiding the question at this point oh that's okay um I'd say third favorite movie um I'll say the Truman Show oh with Jim Carrey nice that's a yeah. good one he he's one of my favorite actors because obviously I love his comedy and I think comedy is the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. and he does it so well and, and naturally but he's also a great dramatic actor mm-hmm. um plus yeah it's just one of those movies I feel like I think of that movie the most because I'm always thinking not to sound cliche I'm always thinking god what if someone's watching me right now yeah when I mean, I'm like taking a dump or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's uh, that's human beings. We're always we're always thinking about that. Right. Which I mean, not to get into it, low key. I feel like that's what the way things are coming now with like social media and things like that. Like people are just like live streaming their full days, anyways. But mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, that's really interesting. No, uh, Truman Show is uh, a really good movie. I uh, I watched it for a philosophy class. Very that is a classic, like philosophy class. I think <laughs> I watched it. I've seen it dozens of times, but I think at one point I watched it for like a philosophy class too. Yeah. Well, good, good, good answer. Good answer. Um, question number four: What's your favorite ice cream topping? Ooh, no, I normally don't do ice cream toppings because it's I just focus on the, the the body of the ice cream itself. Yeah. What about like frozen um, yogurt? Uh, you can pick frozen yogurt, gelato, anything like that. It depends. So I, I love chocolate and I always go for like a chocolate based ice cream. Mm-hmm. And so if something doesn't have chocolate in it, then I'll do like chocolate syrup for sure. Um, but I feel like a caramel or like a marshmallow fluff Ooh, on top yeah. of something is yeah. always a good call. Marshmallow fluff me. on anything. Yeah. Marshmallow fluff out. Excuse me. Um, marshmallow fluff all the way, dude. Like uh, that. I love that stuff. Um, caramel uh, or caramel. Like I, I, I tolerate it. I, it's not really like something I, I, I look out for. Like I, mm. I'll eat uh, caramel um, when it's presented to me. I don't go secret, if that makes sense. It's a bit much to eat it on its own. Mm-hmm. But when it's like mixed in to something, then yeah, it's, it's nice. Exactly. Uh, question number five, the most important question of this show. Speaking of caramel, um, pick a side, left Twix or right Twix? This isn't political, is it? I mean, it could be. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of people have said a lot of different answers. So um, um, I'm going to say right. Okay. Only because I'm, I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the one that I reach for. 
But actually, this is something I thought of when it's like left hooks or right ticks. It all depends on which way you open the wrapper, right? Because depending so. on which way you're holding it, it could be a left or a right twix. So it's like, how do you know? I, Which maybe that's symbolic of us as a society. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm pulling at strings that aren't even there. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say right because that's probably what I'd normally go with just because I'm right-handed. There we go. Um, Wayward Artists, this has been The Rewind. Um, check us out on YouTube, podcast services everywhere. And on Patreon, patreon.com slash Make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, rate five stars. Do all that good stuff so you, to help support the channel. Reed, where can people find you? You're not on social media, huh? Like you don't really do that. Yeah, well, I'm on Instagram, you know, it's mostly just uh, pictures of Dundee at this point. Yeah. So if you're into that thing, I'm just rvido, R-V-I-Y-D-O on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And same thing on Twitter, rvido. But uh, that's mostly just me, you know, retweeting like movie quotes and things like that. So yeah. not, not a ton of special stuff on Twitter, but- if I'll, I'll follow you, I'll, I'll see what kind of stuff you're tweeting, Instagramming, you know, I'm on, yeah. I'm on those apps 24 seven. Subscribe to the channel, dude. Get us a uh, hundred subscribers, five stars. Definitely. On podcast. You better do that. I'm <laughs> all on it. Um, and send us off with the last word. Oh, just be kind and be patient, not only with others, but most importantly yourself. All right. That's a good thing to end it on a uh, good answer. <laughs> well, thank uh, you. Wayward Artists, without further ado, it's been real.